0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today we're doing another episode in the LOA Book Club. We're gonna be in chapter two, the first section of Joshua's first book, A Perception of Reality. And so you'll hear me read that first section and then we'll get together as a group and we'll discuss it and it should be a lot of fun. Please remember to like and subscribe to this podcast, to share it with your friends, to leave a review all that good stuff. And if you want to know more about Joshua, visit theteachingsofjoshua.com. We'll have an upcoming boot camp soon. If you'd like to learn more about that and how that can radically change every area of your life, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, or just let me know what you're thinking. Anything would be great. So get ready and enjoy this show. Chapter two, emotions, feelings, and thoughts. You create your life through your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. The sum of these thoughts, feelings, and emotions make up your vibrational signal. You attract whatever matches your signal, both of the long and short term. If you're feeling angry today, you'll be shown symbols that reflect that anger in the same day. If, over your lifetime, you predominantly feel like a victim, you will experience victimization over the course of your life. If you predominantly live a life in joy, you'll experience far more joy in your life than someone who predominantly feels frustration. Your emotions come from your inner self and help guide you through life. If you understand how they work, you can use them as guidance towards that which you desire. They let you know when you get off track. Your emotions can help make the best of a good situation, and they can let you know when you're making a bad situation even worse. Your thoughts, feelings, and emotions precede your manifestations. Manifestations can be thought of as good or bad, depending on your perspective. A new car is a wonderful manifestation. An automobile accident is likely perceived in the moment as an unwanted manifestation. A smile from a stranger is a manifestation. A rude comment from your spouse is also a manifestation. Both wanted and unwanted manifestations are always preceded by thoughts, feelings, and emotions. If you want to attract more positive manifestations into your life, simply think more thoughts of joy and practice feeling good. If you can feel the emotion of joy now while sitting in your chair or lying in bed, you will encounter manifestations to reflect how you are feeling. They will be manifestations you deem as positive. The opposite is true as well. When you think thoughts of hate, when you feel the emotion of hate, you will attract more hateful manifestations. You have complete control over the thoughts in this exact moment. Think a thought now, what was the thought? Was it pleasant or unpleasant? That's all you need to know. Was the thought a good-feeling thought or a bad-feeling thought? Good-feeling thoughts bring good-feeling manifestations and thoughts that feel bad bring manifestations that feel bad. In this moment, you can choose a pleasant or an unpleasant thought. It's completely up to you. By the law of attraction, the more pleasant thoughts you think, the more pleasant thoughts you'll attract. This is also true of unpleasant thoughts. The nice thing is that you have utter control of your thoughts. Because you have absolute control of your thoughts, you have the complete control to deliberately create the life experience you prefer. Since no one else can control your thoughts, they cannot create in your experience. You may think others have some control over your thoughts, but they do not. You are control, and you have a choice to make in each moment. Your thoughts are not as random as you may think. It's just that you have never thought to deliberately choose your thoughts. It is a skill to be practiced like any other. Like most humans, you believe that each thought is created in your mind as an original thought. You see your mind as a thought factory, constantly churning out thoughts one after the other. A more accurate representation of how your mind works is a radio. Thoughts are received by your mind. You read for thoughts and they appear. You can only receive the thoughts you are vibrationally ready to receive. You tune yourself to their frequency, and then receive the thought. This is all done automatically without your conscious awareness. You receive random thoughts that swirl uncontrollably in your head. There are so many thoughts appearing and disappearing that you have trouble keeping track of them. You often find yourself losing thoughts that seemed important. You have yet to control how thoughts are received. Like most humans, you have never been taught to regulate the flow and quality of your thoughts. Eastern civilizations in general have more knowledge and practice in the area of thought control. Meditation is a good method for learning the control of thoughts. Once you understand that thoughts are received and not created, you can deliberately choose which ones enter your mind. Meditation also allows you to stop thought altogether for a period of time, even though at first it may be brief. Once you are practiced in meditation, you can achieve a state of prolonged absence of thought. If you sit in your chair right now and close your eyes, you can identify the next thought that enters your mind. What is the thought? Where did it come from? What does it mean? Who is thinking the thought? You are thinking the thought, or more accurately, you are experiencing the thought. Think of the thought as a very small movie in your mind. You did not create the movie. You are simply watching it, Since you are not the creator of the thought, simply the receiver, what does this mean to you? If you can understand that you receive thoughts and you do not create them, your perspective can change. Because you believed that you were the creator of your thoughts, you believed you had less control. Your thoughts simply sprang forth as if from a fountain. You had little control over what came from the fountain and the speed at which it came. Since your thoughts are received, You can receive any thought you wish. Through your vibration, you ask for thoughts. You attract thoughts. And those thoughts are actually manifestations of your feelings or emotional state of being. If you are feeling fearful, you may attract fearful thoughts. These thoughts are often the manifestation of your feelings. They reinforce, through the law of attraction, your feelings. If you are feeling joyous, you will receive thoughts that reinforce your feelings of joy. Thoughts are therefore manifestations, and just like a new house or a new car, they come after the feeling. You can greatly change the quality of your thoughts as you change your feelings. Thoughts are the first signs of what you're feeling. They come before physical manifestation. Thoughts are easy to receive and are the best mirror to reflect your overall feelings or current vibrational state. You have the ability, whether you know it or not, to stop the reception of unpleasant thoughts, and to receive good feeling thoughts. The act of deliberately reaching for good feeling thoughts will have an effect on your feelings and your vibrational signal. It is easier to change your thoughts than your feelings. Your feelings are like a large ship in the ocean and your thoughts are like a rudder. You move your thoughts in one direction and the feelings will slowly move in that direction as well. If left without movement of the rudder, however, the ship will not change course. You cannot eradicate unpleasant thoughts from your mind. Once they're there, there's no use in getting rid of the thought. It has already arrived. Once you've opened the letter and read the contents, setting fire to it will do no good. You've already read it. Thoughts cannot be destroyed. The tool for receiving fewer unpleasant thoughts is to ask for more pleasant thoughts. To strive for the best-feeling thought you can at the moment is the practice of deliberate creation. The thoughts you consciously choose have the ability to change your life, just as the rudder has the ability to alter the course of a ship at sea. Once you have noticed that an unpleasant thought has entered your mind and you are aware of it, you can ask for a better feeling thought. After some practice, you'll find that better feeling thoughts come quickly and easily. It might help to have an idea of what better feeling thoughts are ahead of time. Do you have a pet you love? If you think of your pet, Is that a nice-feeling thought? Do you love nature? Thoughts of the blue sky, the ocean, mountains, trees, or wild animals may be good-feeling thoughts to you. Have these thoughts ready so that when an unpleasant thought has been drawn in, you can quickly and easily replace it with a better-feeling thought. There is no need to dwell on unpleasant thoughts. You cannot eradicate them once and for all by thinking more and more about the subject. If it feels bad to think about it, then think about something that feels good. Due to the law of attraction, the more you receive unpleasant thoughts, the more unpleasant thoughts will arrive. The more you dwell on an issue, the larger it will get. Momentum is added to pleasant and unpleasant thoughts alike. You can't resolve a problem by dwelling on it. You are not in a position to receive the solution when you are plagued by the problem. The higher your vibration, the more access you have to thoughts at higher vibrations. The reverse is also true. The lower your vibration, the more access you have to low vibrational thoughts. It's easy to understand high and low vibration. A high vibration is one of joy, happiness, confidence, security, love, passion, excitement, understanding, clarity, etc. A low vibration is one that resonates with fear, hatred, despair, mourning, violence, rage, etc. Low vibrations attract thoughts, i.e. manifestations, of that frequency, High vibrations attract thoughts, i.e. manifestations, of that frequency. You do not receive high-frequency thoughts when you have low-frequency feelings and vice versa. Your vibration can change quickly. In as little as a single minute, you can move from a lower-frequency feeling to a higher-frequency feeling. We will talk more about this later. For now, just understand that the thoughts you receive are manifestations of the feelings or frequency you admit. If you are having a great time with friends and you trip and fall, you are likely to laugh. You are in a high-frequency state, and the thoughts available to you in this state are high-frequency thoughts. If you are in a business function and you are feeling nervous and insecure when you trip, you might feel the emotion of embarrassment. Your insecure feelings bring insecure thoughts. Your thoughts are the manifestation of your feelings. Change your state of being, and you change the quality of thoughts you have access to. Great discoveries and achievements have always been preceded by the individual attaining higher levels of vibration, and therefore gaining access to thoughts at that new level. Acts of tragedy are always preceded by individuals who have access only to lower vibrational thoughts. If you attain a high vibrational state, the thoughts available to you in that state are full of creative potential, and through those thoughts, you can reach even higher levels of vibration. The thoughts available to you when you are in the throes of depression are those that reinforce your depressed emotional state. When in a high vibrational state, your thoughts can bring you even higher, and when in a low vibrational state, your thoughts can take you even lower. We have just stated that when you are in a low vibrational state, you do not have access to thoughts that resonate at a higher vibration. So how is it that one can bring themselves through thoughts they have access to up to a higher vibrational state? The answer is that you can't move straight from a low vibrational state to a high vibrational state in one quick jump. You can, however, slowly steer the ship so that it turns in the general direction of the higher vibrational state. You can't go right from a state of fear to a state of joy. You could if you won the lottery, but that is not a vibrationally accurate statement. Someone who predominantly lives in fear is not going to win the lottery, and if they did, they would not find it a pleasant experience. We'll discuss this concept later. The point is that you must change your vibrational state incrementally. Hello, everyone. We are back and this is chapter two of a perception of reality on the Law of Attraction uh, book club. And I'm here with a whole bunch of people from all over the world. Say hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. There you go. (laughs) Hi. Okay, cool, so chapter two gets right into What really affects your vibration are emotions, feelings, and thoughts. And it's interesting to say that our vibrations are really the thoughts we think, but we've heard this from Abraham and it's, uh, you know, it gets more obvious as you go along, but how do we really raise our vibrations through our thoughts, emotions, and feelings? Well, it's all wrapped together. You create your life through your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and some of these thoughts, feelings, and emotions make up your vibrational signal. You attract whatever matches your signal both in the short and long term if you're feeling angry today you'll be shown symbols that reflect that anger in the same day if over your lifetime you predominantly feel like a victim you'll experience victimization over the course of your life if you predominantly live a life of joy you'll experience far more joy than someone who predominantly feels frustration and as we're aware of this we can see it in other people and you can just see what's happening to certain people who are uh you know who are trying to make things happen in their reality trying to get things and they're not feeling the feelings that that resonate with those things they want they're actually feeling the lack of those things and they're experiencing them even more Um, i've got a friend who you know has been very financially successful and his life is just He's crumbling, he's going through a divorce, he's having alcohol problems, and it's like he's trying to be this certain way and it's not working, and so he's soothing himself with alcohol and everything's sort of falling apart. So it's really this idea that we are, you know, we are what we think we are. And, And if we can think of ourselves from this higher perspective that Joshua talks about all the time, then our life reflects that. If we think we're, you know, have to protect ourselves from this malevolent environment of physical reality, then we're gonna be acting like a victim, and then we're always gonna have some sort of, you know, manifestations that make us feel even less secure. It's hard to sort of change your whole programming to say, what I'm thinking about is what's creating my reality and my emotions are telling me how i'm perceiving things in the moment so if i am feeling good like i am right now then then i am looking at life from the same perspective as my inner self and i'm perceiving reality as it actually is but if i'm feeling bad it's because i'm receiving a negative emotion from my inner self Who's letting me know that my perspective is limited compared to the perspective of my eternal inner self. So it's all about, geez, how do we how do we stop in the moment and see things from that higher perspective, especially ourselves? Because we all perceive that we have some flaws and then we're not the fullness of who we are. But if we can start seeing ourselves as these magnificent and limitless beings of pure positive love and acceptance and start just being that and not really caring what people think of us or, or trying to get better or any of that stuff, just being in this moment of feeling good and seeing how wonderful everything really is, then we attract more of that. So one thing people say is like, is there really free will or is it all just predestined? And in this paragraph, Joshua says that you have the absolute power to think any thought you want and no one can make you think anything. And really, as we'll go on in this more, you know, we don't manufacture thoughts in our brain. We receive thoughts, and we can adjust our vibration to receive and attract thoughts that resonate with love. And it's all about this process of, okay, you have a negative thought, you can't get rid of that negative thought, but you can, choose a better feeling thought. And you can remove your attention from whatever that thought is, not trying to get rid of the thought, but trying to replace it with a better feeling thought. So what I do all the time now is, if I have some little thought of worry about money or time or whatever, I say, okay, well, everything's going good now. It's a beautiful sunny day. I'm in this beautiful house. I have Tracy and Tucker and everything actually is awesome right now why worry about what's going to happen in the future why not just replace that thought of worry with a re- replacing it with the thought of tracy hi tracy
1: hi
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> everybody's happy when they think of me
0: <laughs> that's right all you gotta do is think of tracy or your own tucker animal or we raccoon, to a raccoon. Tra- <laughs> or, right. or a raccoon. Yep. Yeah,
2: really. Like Abraham always used to say is just, if you can't do it, then just pet your cat, you know, right. fine. <laughs> I mean, whatever, you know? yeah. <laughs> whatever you have to do it's, it for me, it's almost just a, like, I, I just demand to feel good. I'm just demanding it now. I'm not, I'm not going to settle for this when I find myself in that loop of being worried or stressed or overwhelmed, whatever it is, I'm, I'm gonna stop. And until I get out of it, I'm not moving. So, yeah, and also yeah. knowing your worthiness. You're worthy of feeling good. Everybody is worthy of it. I think that's a big deal with a lot of people, their worthiness. And when you sure. demand it and you know that you're worthy of it, you can bring yourself back up.
0: We went to a friend's house uh, on Friday night and there were six of us there. And we start opening up the wine, and we're like, we are, you know, buying this feeling with the wine right now, knowing that tomorrow we're not going to feel good. (laughs) 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 And so we had a great time Friday night at dinner, and we ended up, there's six of us. Well, then a couple other people came over later. But that group of people drank nine bottles of wine. Right.
2: oh my goodness oh I blame it on Clark it's all Clark's <laughs> fault he's like hurry up I have a new a better bottle of wine I'm gonna open it now drink that drink that I'm like
0: and we like we are paying you know for feeling good now which which felt great for the next day and the next day both Tracy and I everyone was wrecked the next oh day. My God. You oh, know,
2: I'm it's totally Clark's fault, by the way. It's all Clark's fault. <laughs> He's such an instigator, for sure. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Without a doubt, Kimmy. So if you think about it, you know, that's fun to do once in a while, but you're really going to pay the price for it. But you can also think about, you know, when you go to the gym or when you do yoga, you know, you're doing that thing to feel even better as you go along, you know, the next day and the next day and the next day. So you're always setting up these circumstances to feel to think about how you could feel better even when you're eating lunch or something you know that choice of what you're eating will help you feel better later on or worse later on you know you're paying for it now in some way anyways it's it's interesting how just the idea of feeling good if you make that your primary thing and in feeling good you're more likely to attract thoughts that resonate with feeling good and that's, that's truly true. what we want right yeah and then we're going to attract manifestations to feel good and everything's about you know you don't have to manifest this thing you think you want You manifest this thing that resonates with how you feel so it all starts with how you feel that's your vibration something,
2: I, I just to share
3: something real quick um something that i do actually and i don't even know if this is if I pick this up from Joshua's teachings or from somewhere else, but like um when I'm feeling negative emotion, I just let myself like drop into it and like really feel it. And yeah. by and by doing that, I find that um, negative emotion will shift and I feel better just from allowing myself to feel whatever crappy feelings I'm feeling. Uh-huh. And um yeah, there's like there's like a there's almost like a like a really deep spiritual experience that I can have just from doing that.
0: And and that's another way to do it because a lot of times we like ignore those negative feelings and we and in doing in ignoring them you sort of get used to it. Yeah. But but there's no value in lingering, like letting it go on and on and on for hours, because in that in that negative emotion, you attract other thoughts that resonate with that negative emotion, you know. Like you remember being a kid and your parents wouldn't let you do something, and you're like, I'm running away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get emancipated by the courts and divorce my parents. <laughs> They'll see. <laughs> and all these things just keep going and going and going.
2: So <laughs> oh, why?
0: So the first one I I went down to this one here where it says. Because you have absolute control of your thoughts, you have the complete control to deliberately create your experience. No one else can control your thoughts, they, and so they cannot control your experience. You may think others have some control over your thoughts, but they don't. They can influence you to think things, but ultimately you have total control over the thoughts you think. And you have a choice to make in each moment. Your thoughts are not as random as you may think, it's just that you have never thought to deliberately choose your thoughts, and it's a skill to be practiced like any other that's why meditation is so important you know it gives us this this realization that we are not the manufacturer of these thoughts we are the witness to the thoughts how many people meditate like every day oh i do really every single day every single
2: usually more than once a day
0: Yeah, that's great. Always
2: in the morning, always right before I go to sleep. And then if I can, um, find, you know, 30 minutes in the middle of the day, it's extremely helpful for me to just, just to slow it down and, and start observing what's really going on. Um, yeah, I think that's been super helpful for me to be able to catch what I'm thinking about before I wasn't able to catch it. I didn't, it just seems so random, but now i think after meditating for a long time several times a day i can absolutely catch it if i'm finding myself feeling bad i can stop and what am i doing you know what am i thinking about and the only way i've been able to achieve that is through meditation
0: yeah it's such a powerful thing and i was resisting it for so long and now that you just get into this habit i've been doing for six years now and so (laughs) you can really see that you can, you know, you start to slow it down a little bit and you never, I mean, what can you do? Maybe go a couple moments with free thought of nothing coming in, but that little bit of time, then when the next thought comes through, you just wave it off, you know, not, don't try and get rid of it, but just go back to that, you know, focusing on breathing or whatever it is. Um, and then when you're walking around in your normal day, you're so much more aware of the thoughts, and they seem to come so much, you know, one thought at a time rather than massive amounts of thoughts coming in all at the same time. Um, okay, so the next, the next paragraph here says, like most humans, you believe that each thought is created in your mind as an original thought. You see your mind as a thought factory, constantly churning out thoughts one after the other. A more accurate representation of how your mind works is like a radio. Thoughts are received by your mind. Uh, you reach for thoughts and they appear. So <clears throat> if you're not consciously aware of how you're feeling, and you know, then just thoughts will come. And thoughts are manifestations that are attracted to your vibration. And that is the thing that we do all the time is like, think of a butterfly. Well, you've just changed your vibration to receive thoughts of butterflies. And the more you think about butterflies, the more you think of butterflies, they will come to you. And then then when you're out walking around in nature, you'll be tuned to this vibration of butterflies. And so you'll you'll be aware of the butterfly or even inspired to look over there and see the butterfly. And that would be the physical manifestation of that thought is this butterfly or a painting of a butterfly or whatever it is. And you can just as easily ch- uh, change your vibration to attract the thought of a volcano or the thought of whatever. And, and, like we were talking about last week, you get that new car, and now the new car is always there because you've added that car to your vibration physically. But so we we're talking about this. Oh, I had a great podcast with one of the people in the boot camp. Her husband is a skeptic. And so we had this conversation that's going to be one of the roundtable podcasts where we're talking to him, and he's the skeptic, and we're talking about this idea that you don't create the thoughts in your mind, you attract them. And he says, you know, I can't believe that. I said, well, whether you believe it or not, what's the more empowering way to see it? You know, is it more empowering to say you have no control of your thoughts and they just flood into your mind and you're creating them in your mind? Or is it more empowering to say that you receive thoughts? Because if you receive thoughts, then that means you can tune to thoughts that have been thought before or thoughts that have never been thought before and reach original ideas, you know, that have never been thought of before because you are tuning to this vibration of something brand new. So I think it's a much more empowering way to think about thoughts is to realize that you're attracting them and not creating them.
2: Yeah, that's why sometimes I think when you have a thought and you're in one room of your house and you walk away and forget, you can walk back into that room and there's something, and I know this is getting a little out there, but there's something about that vibrational shift, that dimensional shift to go right back to where you were and- you'll get the thought you will remember again what it was you were you know were thinking about five minutes earlier just by moving back to that same room it's, yeah and it seems to be like, like concrete proof to me that <laughs> you're attracting them
0: that was yeah. an old bill cosby routine where there's um you know your mind is really in your butt because the second you sit down you remember why you got up <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was old age <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so you can can only receive the thoughts you're vibrationally ready to receive. So this is interesting too because when people are creating inventions or writing books or writing music or something, they're retrieving thoughts that have never been thought before, but they're doing so because they're vibrationally ready for those thoughts to come. They've somehow gotten in this place where they're receptive to thoughts that have never been thought before. And so the original thought for the new invention or the new song or the new book or whatever it is, comes to them because they have set up their belief system and their vibration to receive that thought. And so you can think, you know, the thought of revenge is a fear-based thought. And if you're in that state of anger, you can attract those thoughts of revenge, right? And that will feel like inspiration to you because it seems like it would solve some problem, but also the thought of, you know, creating something brand new, or if you're a musician creating a new song, now you're receptive to this new way of putting words together that create a brand new original song. So that's all stemming from your vibration. Um, if you understand that you receive thoughts, you don't create them, your perspective can change because you believed you were the creator of thoughts, you believed you had less control. Your thoughts simply spring forth as if from a fountain and you had little control of what came from that fountain and the speed at which it came. So now you realize that your vibration attracts these thoughts, you can now create a vibration based in love and acceptance that will attract thoughts and inspired ideas, right? Based in love and acceptance rather than living as fear in fear and receiving thoughts that make you feel even more fear or even more like a victim. Just this stuff right here. If you could just get this little stuff right here, you know, that perspective shift will, will just show you how your being and what you're believing creates reality. So by believing that the thought is created inside of you. If you don't think you're worthy, right, <clears throat> or capable, if you don't think you're a genius or brilliant, you're not going to attract these thoughts, these brand new thoughts. And if you now see that how you're being allows you to tr- attract thoughts, then you can just shift how you're being and you can welcome all the new thoughts in. One of the things we do on the boot camp is pay attention to all the inspiration that comes in. If you think that you manufacture thoughts in your head, you're gonna think you manufacture these new ideas and you're gonna say, that's a dumb idea. You know, why, why was I thinking of that? But if you, re- if you believe that you receive thoughts because you've become a vibrational match to the thought and you receive inspiration to do something, you can now perceive that inspiration as totally for you and that will lead you further along towards what you want. This is really how you know, you create what you want is by maintaining that higher vibration, receiving thoughts that resonate with that high vibration and those thoughts come for you. So now you don't discount the thoughts as I just made up something crazy. You say, oh, source sent me this thought or my guides or my inner self sent me this inspired idea and I can act on that idea. You start acting on inspiring ideas and watch out because everything starts happening then
2: right that's when you can can find that you you come up with solutions before you realized you had a problem
0: and you didn't even have to come up with it
2: right it's right it's it's amazing you can be at a store and something will tell me to grab that and i used to go i don't need that and and just keep walking and and if you start now doing that drew and i were just talking about this last night you start thinking well okay and you just get it then Three hours later, you you know, you know run into what would have been an issue before because you didn't have that. And you,
0: Isn't that amazing? Oh, there you
2: yeah. go. That, yeah, and I never understood that when Abraham used to say that the solution can appear before the problem. I, I didn't understand that, and I think I'm starting to sort of lean into that idea now. That, yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Right, so you get inspired to pick up this thing at the store, mm-hmm. and the fear will always pop up on inspired ideas. So the fear is, I don't need this. Right.
2: No. Well, you don't need it time. now,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> you find it in, in three hours. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. It's and it's it's amazing to watch it happen and and say, well, okay, I'm just gonna do that right now and and see you know just see what happens and come up with something for a friend that that you know says, oh, I was really dying for this candy bar. I can't believe any like, okay, you know, <laughs> there, there you, you go. go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We had I don't know if I told you guys last time, but we had a manifestation event. It wasn't too big but Tucker got out of the house and one of the workers had his little six-year-old daughter in the backyard which I hadn't seen and so Tucker goes running up and tries to kiss her and he's gigantic and so she's freaking out and he's knocking her down and we're trying to grab Tucker and so I had this a couple of days later this inspiration to buy her a stuffed animal that looks like the stuffed dog that looks like Tucker and so I just got that and, and he came over and got it And so I don't know where that's going because I didn't see her receive it or anything. But I'm just like, I had this inspiration. I went ahead and did everything, you know, found the dog and bought the dog and had delivered and gave it to him and then let it go as that, you know. And uh, so it's it's like all these inspiring ideas you get if you sit there and become critical of them or succumb to the fear that, you know, she's probably has a million stuffed animals or not going to understand what this is. No, that's the inspiration. I just did it. Who did it? Uh, Tracy did it. (laughs) (laughs) But I had the inspiration, and I delegated that. I delegated that shit, right? I delegated that shit. Right.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you got to (laughs) delegate.
0: But if you really look at that, uh, though, even if you were in the same room as her, and she seemed excited um, about the stuff, uh, dog or animal. Um, you don't, you cannot know what she's thinking. She may be thinking, "I'm so sup- I've been brought up to be, to show appreciation. I'm going to act excited about this, but I really hate the dog, you know, but I know if I, when I go home, if I don't act excited, my parents are going to punish me. So, you know, ultimately this just goes back to doing things out of inspiration for us and not trying to control you know, the the vibration or the manifestation of, of whatever that action is. Yeah, that's totally true. Exactly. Absolutely yeah. let go of any outcome. I, you know, and that's, that's funny thing because you think, okay, I'm buying the stuffed animal. She's going to be thrilled by it and happy by it. And then she gets it and she like doesn't care. Right. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, oh, well I was attached to this outcome. Then it didn't come true. And now I'm not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And that whole not feeling good is my inner self saying, no, you don't understand what, where this is all going. And this is all for you, that you have to understand that you didn't do anything to solve the problem with the little girl. You did it because you're, you did the inspiration and you pushed it forward. And you may or may not see the outcome of this, but the outcome is is irrelevant. You can l- release your attachment to that. Good. Um, you can't eradicate unpleasant thoughts, so you can't eradicate anything. Okay, this is an attractive reality. You can't eradicate your limiting beliefs. You can't, uh, once something has happened, you can't. That's why you can't change conditions because the conditions are what they are right now. So, you have to say the conditions are perfect, then receive the inspiration for the next thing. So, thoughts are the same thing. You can't be upset that you got a negative thought, you just have to replace it. Okay, negative thought, no problem. I'm going to replace it. And in that replacing of the thought, you raise your vibration. Um, Okay, they say like this. Once you've opened and read the letter, setting fire to it will do no good. You've already read it. Thoughts can't be destroyed. Nothing can be destroyed, right? So all thoughts that have ever been thought still exist. And all thoughts that will ever be thought exist in the realm of potentiality. We don't really, you know, the humans are all about the new. We're here for the new experience. That's why you can't go home again, right? You don't want to regurgitate old thoughts that were probably based in fear that have been thought before. You want to reach for that new thought that's never been thought. The tool for receiving fewer unpleasant thoughts is to ask for more pleasant thoughts. To strive for the best feeling thought you can at the moment is the practice of deliberate creation. It's not about going out and doing anything. It's simply about reaching, always reaching for better feeling thoughts. Always reaching for better feeling thoughts. The thoughts you consciously choose have the ability to change your life. Just as the rudder on the ship has the ability to to alter the course of a ship at sea. That's all this is. Creation is choosing thoughts. Thoughts create your reality, so choose the thoughts of the reality that you want to create. If you're thinking something's wrong, you're choosing the thought of something that you do not prefer. And so you got to replace that not only to see how that, could be, how that could be good and right, but then also focusing on what is good and right, always. The higher your vibration, the more access you have to thoughts at this higher vibration. The reverse is also true. The lower your vibration, the more access you have to lower vibrational thoughts. It's easy to understand high and low vibration. A high vibration is one of joy, happiness, confidence, security, love, passion, excitement, understanding, clarity, etc. A low vibration is one that resonates with fear, hatred, despair, mourning, violence, rage, etc. Low vibrations attract thoughts and manifestations of that frequency. High vibrations attract thoughts and manifestations of that frequency. You do not receive high-frequency thoughts when you have low-frequency feelings and vice versa. All about feeling good again, right? Cool. All right, and the last one I have here is, great discoveries and achievements have always been preceded by the individual attaining higher levels of vibration and therefore gaining access to thoughts at that new level. Acts of tragedy are always preceded by individuals who have access only to lower vibrational thoughts. If you attain a high vibrational state, the thoughts available to you in that state are full of creative potential. And through those thoughts, you can reach even higher levels of vibration. So that's how we that's how we raise our vibration. <clears throat> we get to this level, we attract thoughts that Vibrate at that level, and that opens up pathways to thoughts that will even bring us to higher vibrations. It's just always seeking for something newer and fresher and more and creative, and then creating out of that. Um, and it's an interesting thing because, like this idea of talking to a skeptic, was didn't come to me as that inspiration it came through the wife of someone who's a skeptic she got the inspiration and then she had to push past the fear and send me an email and you think how many people have had inspiring ideas who haven't been able to push past the fear and send me an email you know and i was at the vibrational state where i could say this is a good idea but maybe like if this was five years ago i would say no way i'm not talking to a skeptic now and you can have all kinds of fear about that inspiration, like, oh my God, this is going to be—you know—he's just not going to understand what I'm talking about, or he's going to bring up, you know, the worst possible things that have ever happened, that sort of thing. And it was turned out to be the most fun conversation, and this went like that, and we were laughing the whole time. And he, and uh, he could—he was—he had a different perspective by the end of it too. I think it's going to be a, a really amazing podcast. And that's just how things work. They don't always come through you, but if you're a vibrational match to it, then they can come through someone else who can bring you the idea.
2: Right. It seems to almost almost always work like that. It's like branches on a tree. You know, you just you move up, and then you you can see a little bit better, and then you go that direction, and you can see more because from a lower state you just can't see.
0: Yeah. If you're the roots, you don't. Yeah. Think about the roots of that tree. Can't see anything. Yeah. And the higher you go up that tree, the more you can see. Right. Yeah. And, you
2: know, and the keys about talking to a skeptic like that. To me, would be if you if you felt inspired and you really are just doing it for you, and you don't you don't have an attachment to how this comes out. I mean, you just it's right. It's not a podcast yet. It's not anything until you're just talking. And if you know you you aren't thrilled with how it turns out, then that's fine. But if you're not attached. Yeah. then there is no wrong way that it can go. It can yeah. you know, be just amazing no matter what you do.
0: And you just pointed out how to take the wobble out of your vibration. Because if you're having that conversation and you have the fear of how you're perceived or the fear of this, you know, of this not turning out the way you want it to turn out or any of that stuff, right? Then you have that fear in the, in the vibration. And in that conversation, you're not receiving all these thoughts if you're receiving thoughts constantly, right? Then you're also receiving every single word you say or every train of thought. And what you're doing is you're receiving the thought and you're translating it into English. Right. So you can, all of us can see times when we've had connections with people, when we're feeling good and having fun, the, the conversation just flows and the time just flies by. And then when we're you know, in some type of fear, you can't think of anything. <laughs> I Nothing. Mean, yeah. We were all hungover yesterday. And we couldn't think of any. We couldn't think of names of movies or, or anything. You know, it's like you just couldn't think of what was going on. It was like <laughs> operating because you didn't have access because you're not feeling good to these brilliant ideas.
2: Right yeah mush complete mush the brain yeah. was <laughs> oh it's fun to go there every once in a while Make, you appreciate the times when you're sharp yeah <laughs>
0: you appreciate today sure. yeah all right absolutely <laughs> but it was nice because we didn't have we didn't have to do this call we didn't have to do uh any work it was a saturday so we could just chill and yeah you feel bad for one day but but uh then you then you forget Hopefully how bad you, you feel and you do it again the next time Right.
2: thank thank you i, I need to go bye bye
3: okay bye bye yes, thank you <laughs> see you
0: <laughs> yeah so so the sum up of this first section in chapter 2 mm-hmm. is that we are the creators of our reality and we create our reality by the vibration that we emit and that vibration is based on our feelings our thoughts and our belief system, and we have absolute control over those belief systems. It's not creating the reality by doing anything or achieving anything, it's by creating this vibration that matches all the things we truly want. And so all the things we truly want are based in love. And if if you could, it's totally counterintuitive to how we've been programmed in Western society that you have to constantly do and do and do and do, and make sure people like, love, and respect you, and make sure that you buy this and accomplish that and do all these things, and effort and struggle your entire way through life doing these things you don't want to do. Or you could just feel good, you know? <laughs> and just do what you're inspired to do at all times. Well, you know, I, I got it, uh,
1: the, the last chapter that you guys did, I, I couldn't quite get it, but when I read, that uh, communication is really based on the emotional state that you are in. That really resonated with me, and I love the part where it said, if you're in a good place and you say to your friend, partner, whoever, I hate you, well, that's, it's a fun thing. Right. Because you're in a place of joy. Yeah. But, you know, conversely, (laughs) if you're in an ugly place and you say, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah. It, It feels so much
2: different, right? that that feeling that you get from that statement is completely opposite
1: depending on how you feel yeah Yeah.
0: so how you communicate
1: realize the state of being does not match vibrationally match those words right if if you're matching the vibration with the words then you get a clear understanding of the meaning right right and that's how communication is so screwed up and therapists make a million dollars because it's, what did you say and what did you mean? <laughs> no. yeah. It has nothing to do with what the other person's saying or or, or, or feeling. It's how you're feeling. And that's what you hear, depending on how you're feeling. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And you could yeah, be I, feeling. Because
1: I, I say things and uh, somebody will say, well, you know, that's not funny. Or, uh, you know, what are you talking about? Well, I think it is. But that's the place I'm in at that point. And right. And the end may not be on that vibration. And so communication is just not connecting.
0: Exactly. And you're not, yeah, you're not responsible for the other person's state of being either. Mm -hmm. You're just responsible for your state of being, yeah. And if they don't get it, that's because they're not, they're not high vibrationally feeling as you are. And, you know, and everyone has their triggers or their limiting beliefs that could be triggered by anything you say, but you have no idea what their limiting beliefs are. You know? This could have saved me thousands in therapy. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, oh, we all have, yeah, we all have people where we have to walk on eggshells because anything that we say could be a trigger for them. So we can't say anything without them getting upset because they have so many limiting beliefs that they can be set off at, with any word you know yeah near the end of my mom's life she would literally talk and talk and talk not let me say one word on this phone call and then hang up oh, God. <laughs> because she didn't want me saying anything that would make her feel bad and i wasn't doing it intentionally it was just like anything if i asked her you know how's she feeling she that comment makes her feel bad you know anything <laughs> or if i forget to ask her how she's feeling either way right <laughs>
2: Right. And a lot of that comes from our expectation. I, you know, I know I see that I have certain things that I expect from certain people and I can watch it as that mirror, you know, it, it comes up, I'm already expecting them to be short or obnoxious. I'm expecting that. And, and so that's exactly what, what I draw from them. So your mom is just expecting everyone to to hurt her or hurt her feelings or whatever. And when you expect it, that's exactly what's coming.
0: Yeah, and you could expect the best as well. And you exactly. do that way more often, you know? Right. <clears throat> yeah, so, but that is all you. So it's your choice of, of feeling the fear in this conversation or letting it go, you know? Because you get to process your own limiting beliefs when you get triggered by someone else what they said um i had a manifestation event today not wasn't for me really but i had found a podcast a uh, joshua live podcast that hadn't been released and it was recorded back in august and it was one of a of one of the one-on-ones i do so i do all these one-on-ones these these calls <clears throat> joshua and someone else where the other person is talking for the you know asking questions just to joshua for the whole hour and some of people let us release that as a Joshua Live podcast, and they're fantastic. Kimmy has has a good, a really good one that's very popular on there. And so I released this one, and the woman that, that I released the podcast sends me emails and Facebook messages and says, ah, don't put that up there. And I'm like, this is, we talked about this, but it was a long time ago. So uh, she's like, okay, well, I'm having a manifestation event. I think I can let it go. I'm like, yeah, it's a really good conversation. You're, you know, and I think there's a lot of people who get something out of it. She goes, okay, okay, and then she writes back half an hour later. She goes, no, forget it. I can't deal with it. Turn it off. You know, <laughs> okay, no problem. So I, I release it. It's like, you know, it's like you can only go as far as you can go, and you get to process all these things all the way through. So it's always work for us in all these things. But as you realize that when something comes out of inspiration, it's always for the highest good. You need not be afraid of that. you know. And so I didn't really have a manifestation event because I could have said, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I feel really bad that I put something up there, you know, and you felt bad. I was like, no, I was inspired to do it this morning. I did it. She had a manifestation event, good for her. She gets now to process her limiting beliefs and I just took it off. Doesn't care one way or the other, right? No big deal at all, and in the past I might have been like, "Oh my God, I did something so bad!" You know, how could I? I need to be way more better at this, you know, and make sure I have everything in writing and all that stuff. No, I didn't have a manifestation event because my limiting beliefs have been have been processed enough by now, where I don't get, I don't feel negative emotion because I don't see it from the limit perspective. I immediately saw it all from the higher perspective. This is good for her. This is good for whoever listened to it. I can, it's no big deal if I take it off, I'll put something else on later. That's how easy breezy you can make your life. Just going with the flow of what is happening and not taking it so personally or being attached to any outcome. It's amazing.
1: I have a a question. I missed last week, because we were away, and uh, it says that since all relationships are um, eternal, Nothing you can do can harm the relationship. right? And others cannot harm you either. But here's the question, and I, I can't get this, I've tried, I've read this a hundred times. It's life's conditions that work to undermine relationships. Once you understand this concept, you can create the relationship you dream. I, I don't understand life's conditions
0: work to, I'm just not getting it. Okay, so first of all, you can't, You, you're eternally linked with everyone you know. So all these relationships are, will carry on through the law of continuity into the non-physical. And you'll be reunited and then, and then you, the person that you knew will be that same person but with no fear, right? And no limiting beliefs. So there will be this pure being of love and you'll look back and say, what a ride that was. Mm. It's life conditions that undermine it. So think of a a, a marriage, two kids, someone gets Laid off work, or someone you know has an affair, or whatever it is—it's those conditions of life that <laughs> undermine that relationship, or the fear of the relationship falling apart, or that sort of thing. It's the conditions in reality that that undermine the physical relationship, and that's all a perception thing. Because if you knew that you were a being of love and eternal and limitless. You wouldn't have any fear around relationships. It's the conditions of life that cause you to have that fear. And that's what undermines it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Good. Thank you. All righty. Well, does have, anyone else have any comments on this first section? I'll, uh, if not, anyone have any comments? Anyone jump in?
2: Nope. Okay. Oh, good. Good. I'll
0: end it with the last paragraph because it'll set, up, set, up, set us up for next week. We have just stated when you are in a low vibrational state, you you do not have access to thoughts that resonate at a higher vibration. So how is it that one can bring themselves through thoughts they have no access to up to a higher vibrational state? The answer is that you can't move straight from a low vibrational state to a high vibrational state in one quick jump. You can, however, slowly steer the ship so that it turns in the general direction of higher vibrational state. You can't go right from a state of fear to a state of joy. You could if you won the lottery, but that's not a vibrationally accurate statement. Someone who predominantly lives in fear is not going to win the lottery, if, and if they did, they would not find it a pleasant experience. We'll discuss this concept later. The point is that you must ch- change your vibration, vibrational state incrementally. So just, just like jo- uh, Abraham has always said, you have to reach... You know, you might go from anger to disappointment, to dissatisfaction, to frustration, to boredom, to complacency, to hope, you know, and then go reach from there. So you you go a little less angry or you see it from another perspective. So it softens, it softens, it softens it, but you're reaching for whatever the next rung is higher on that vibrational state. And then we'll talk more about that next week. Thank you all for joining us on the Law of Attraction Book Club. I'm Gary Temple Bodley with my co-host Tracy Deloise, And we will see you all next week. Thanks for being here, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and we'll have another one out next week. Uh, Please remember to like and subscribe. Join us on our Facebook group, The Friends of Joshua. Uh, Learn more about Joshua at theteachingsofjoshua.com. And if you'd like to buy this book or any of the Joshua books, just go to Amazon and search Gary Temple Bodley. You'll see them all there. So have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye.